Hello, sisters. We are back with another episode here on the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson, and today we have a special guest, Katie Keene, on the podcast. She is talking about the importance of understanding and then improving family communication and all of this so we can create a home filled with peace, sharing a message of hope and joy to families worldwide, Katie shares about how family government is a way to get everyone on the same page and create a home where our children feel safe to fail forward. Welcome to the Intentional Mom Life with Jesus podcast. Do you desire balance and want to glorify God with your life? Are you often up late at night conflicted between whether you accomplished enough or you were present enough with your kids? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals only to feel overwhelmed by all the things on your to-do list? Hi, I'm Sasha Star Robertson. I know the weight of that stay-at-home mom life. It can feel like a burden to stay on top of things when you don't know how to manage your time and struggle to read your Bible. You want structure, a routine that flows, and a little time to pursue things for yourself without mom guilt. But you keep telling yourself, there's no time, and I can't find a good schedule. Well, sister, you've found the solution. On this podcast, you will find encouragement to help you live rooted and grounded in Christ, time management tips for busy moms, and mindset shifts to help you feel organized, productive, and peaceful, focusing on what matters most. So grab your cold brew or kombucha and strap those kiddos into the car seat, and let's jump into today's episode. Firm believer that no matter what we set out to do in life, in a new year, whatever goals that we set for ourselves, there is certain information that we have to gather first. Katie talks a little bit about this in family dynamics and family communication and, and gathering information for a greater understanding of each other so that we can communicate better. But I want to talk to you about the importance of gathering data from your life before setting goals to move forward in a new season. The new year is a new season for most people because the calendar is starting over. January is coming. It's the time for resolutions and focusing on health because summer's just around the corner and so much more. But I know as moms, a lot of times we can sit in this season just after Christmas, kids are ready to go back to school or husbands back to work, back to just the structure of our lives. Or maybe we're in a season where we're just really desiring that structure in our lives. And I share all of this because starting in just a few weeks, we are going to be having a fresh start. We are going to simplify your life and your schedule through the Fresh Start course. And the first several weeks of this course is actually all about gathering data, data of how you naturally show up, data about what matters most to you, data about what went well in the recent season that you've gone through, and what you want to take into the next season, but also about what hasn't been working in your life and what God is calling you to make changes about. There's so much data that we gather in this course that when you move forward into creating that structure, creating the rhythms and routines, creating the schedule that is actually going to work for you and your family, you're doing it from this informed 
place. And so I want to invite you in sisters right now we are still on early bird special for the fresh start. So this is the time where you're going to save over 50% on the fresh start to come into this course, you'll have access to it forever community weekly coaching calls starting January 22nd. And Literally, if you are looking for these things in your life, this is the course to do it in. So head on over to intentionalabundance.life backslash fresh start. The link is in the show notes to get started. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Katie. She is the host of the top 1% globally rated podcast, Her Home and Heart, and host to a membership community of beautiful Christian homeschooling families on the journey to peace at home and generational family success, despite the challenges of raising a special needs child. Her mission is simple, to ensure that no family breaks apart simply due to the lack of tools to create a solid peaceful, and joyful family foundation at home. Katie is most passionate about helping special needs families create strong bonds and deep roots so that they don't wake up to regret. Katie, thank you so much for being here, for joining us on the podcast, for coming to share all of this valuable information with us. And I'm super excited to dive into this conversation. But before we get started, will you please tell us just a little bit more about you and your family? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I have quite, thank you, by the way, for having me here. I really am so delighted to be here today. Um, I have five kids and we homeschool. And of those kiddos, two have had some really significant challenges. Um, so the reason that I'm so focused on this um, and the reason that it's so important to me to see that other families understand that you don't have to fall apart um, is because we've been through so much trial. We have had so much hardship in our home and so many things that should have, if you look at it from a more worldly perspective, torn us apart. And, but it didn't. And that's the grace of God. And it's the lessons that he has allowed, um, for our family to learn that I want to share with other people because it does not have to be hard to create a really solid team mindset in your family. And, um, you know, it's, it's just simple tips and tricks that it creates like an ecosystem. It almost gets your family running on autopilot when you put these things together and it's more peaceful, not just for children. And it feels more safe for children, but it feels more safe for the parent. So anyway, out of hardship has come, you know, some <laughs> things that, um, I just am so passionate to share and to help others with. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I love that you, you're like, uh, there's these lessons that God has allowed us to learn through these trials and, in tough circumstances, but then you want to share them with others. And I'm like, isn't that just what discipleship and fellowship and life is all about really like walking with God to overcome these mountains and then turning around and sharing notes and a helping hand to somebody else who's encountering it or about to encounter it. I just, I love that. It's so beautiful. And it's a huge part of what coaching is to me. Right. And like I said, yeah. discipleship and fellowship. So, wow. Incredible. Thank you so much. I know a huge part of what we're going to talk about today is that United family, but like, mm -hmm. how do you get there? And a big thing that we talked about was communication. And so do you want to tell us more about that? 
Yeah, I'd absolutely love to. Um, so over the years, my, so my oldest child, let me preface by saying my oldest child is now almost 19. So I've had a lot of time. He, um, had a medical issue when he was first born. And so we were thrust right into a whole lot of extra special (laughs) kind of stress and life, you know, as brand new parents. And from then I began this quest to understand how to, how to thrive despite challenges. And that meant, you know, communicating even with his doctors, understanding what emotions were happening inside of me, understanding how to connect with my husband, even in times of extreme duress or when he was deployed and how to make sure that, you know, I was just able to thrive despite all of the challenges that were going on. And really it boiled right down to communication, listening to my own body about how I was doing really intimately understanding what my son was trying to communicate. And then all of my children since then, and then being able to properly connect and communicate regardless, whether it's over homeschooling, if it's over just simple conflict resolution, um, you know, it's so highly valuable because the Lord gives us these amazing tools to use with each other. He gives us directions on how, you know, what to aim for. He gives us directions on what to do when we mess up. And when we follow those, it allows us to have that really solid foundation to fall back on. And that strengthens us. And that creates an entire environment of safety when we implement them. And it's kind of funny to me because, you know, in the Bible, he says like how his Um, burden is light. And when we're living by the principles that he has taught us, it can be light and creating this family unity doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be heavy. You just have to be smart and, and know what to do and implement it and actually just do it. So, um, yeah, it really boils down to communication in a lot of various aspects of family life. Yeah, I hear that. I, and I completely agree. There are so many times that I'm having a conversation with a client and I'm like, communicate, communicate, (laughs) communicate, whether it's communicating to your toddler, you know, what the expectations are communicating with your spouse about your feelings and being able to, to just have open dialogue about that, being able to communicate with friends. And I think a lot of times people can get so truncated in Mm -hmm. their communication. Like, They don't know how to communicate how they feel. They don't know how to communicate what they think. And so I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what caused that. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about communication. Maybe that'll be an area that I study more one day, but I know so much of it has to do with our experiences and our, the, the perceptions that, that those create in our life, right. Our thoughts and our beliefs and our emotions just cloud so much of what's going on in life. So I don't know if you had anything more to share about that, just like this idea or or kind of belief that some people really struggle with. They're like, great, Mm -hmm. you're saying communicate, Katie, but how do I communicate? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, this is, it just happens to be my specialty, not just from experience, but also from college. And I would love to start with the very basic foundation of everyone has been given a God-given personality type. He chose, he chose what personality type we were going to have, you know, from before our conception. And so for a family, it's so beneficial to begin to understand, well, what are those, 
you know, what is this mix of personality types going on in your family? Now with little kids, it's really hard. You know, it's not necessarily very effective to look at personality types with little kids, but it is effective to look at the love languages. So mm -hmm. for those of you who have not heard of um, the love languages, there is a book out there called Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. And if you have a special needs child, there is a specific book that he partnered with another beautiful woman who I've interviewed on my podcast, um, Jolene Philo, talking specifically about using the love languages inside of a special needs family. So if you happen to be out there listening and you have a special needs child, please go pick that up. It's amazing. Um, but understanding how God has pre-wired you and how he has pre-wired your spouse and any of your older children boy, is it a relief because <laughs> then you can automatically like for my husband and I, for example, as we got familiar with our personality types, you look and you're like, no wonder that bugs me about you. You know, <laughs> it's not that he or I are trying to do something irritating. It's that that is how God made him or made me. And it just so happens that that's not how he made the other one of us. We complement each other. Well, there's so much peace that comes from understanding. And then you can honestly look at it with humor, like, oh, ha, that's so funny. That's why you do that. You know, and it, it lightens the mood. It really just helps bring um, compassion also for one another and understanding. And it doesn't have to be hard. Wow. Uh, you just reminded me of something that I want to share because it has to do with personality, but my dad actually, um, he's got a very unique personality. He, I, I remember I wanted he and my mom to do the Myers-Briggs, you know, 16 personalities, uh, test one time, but they weren't going to sit down and do it themselves. So we were just hanging out. And so I just opened it up on my phone and I asked them the questions and then I put in their answers and it <laughs> came up that my dad had this very rare. It's like less than one or 2% of people in the world have this personality test, but it was talking about him. And it said he had this trait of like, when he's having a conversation, it's not really a conversation he's ever having with the other person. He's just looking for a sounding board to talk at and, and so, and it, once I read that, like I guffawed, I was laughing so hard because <laughs> I was like, yeah, now I understand him better. Whereas before I thought he was, I'm like, are you even in this conversation? Like, did you even hear what I said? And I thought he was just arrogant and rude and like not participant. And then I, it's just, this is how he is. Like it's who he is. And it's the way that God wired him. And I bet it would be really, really difficult for him to try and change. Although it makes him like he's a genius in his own ways. Right. But it makes it very difficult. Like he doesn't have, I would almost say this high level of um, emotional intelligence in the midst of a, a two-way conversation because right. his conversation is just going on inside of his head all alone. And when he speaks, he's not really like having a conversation with that person. And so I think that's just a really good example of, you know, just these different personalities and that can come into family dynamics, you know, your spouse relationship, your relationship with your kids, your relationship with friends. And so much more is when we understand people's personalities. Um, I love that you said peace comes from understanding and we have more compassion when we understand. And I think, yeah, learning that about my dad did change my relationship with him because it changed the way that I look at him. Now I have peace about when he does that instead of just thinking he's rude or whatever. I understand yeah. why he does that. And 
So very cool. I, I love that you had said that. And, um, and I'm a big fan of personality tests. I, I do like want to caution. I think though, I don't want people to get caught up in a label necessarily and like put themselves right. in these box from these Absolutely. man-made, you know, personality tests. But, um, I know Myers-Briggs is like very psychologically backed and there's, there's a lot of, um, data collected to create mm-hmm. that one. And, it, and it's found on, um, some solid things. Uh, I love the love languages, super huge. When my husband and I learned about each other's love languages, it just made sense. Yes. And, and now I can see like, I, he knows, I just want him around. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't even care if he's sitting next to me on his phone and we're not even talking. It's better than him being at work, you know, um, just cause I'm a quality time kind of person. And he, for a long time, he really needed those words of affirmation. And so if I didn't tell him he looked great and he was handsome and he was funny and he was strong. And I really appreciate that he did X, Y, and Z. He felt like I wasn't loving him, you know? And so again, super huge fan of the love languages. And the other one that I would recommend is Clifton Strengths Finder. That's Mm. the best. That is the cream of the crop. It costs money, I think, because it's the cream of the crop. But you just, you get so much understanding about yourself. And that's another one where I grew in so much understanding about my husband and the way he exists and, um, and his personality that made it so we are able to communicate. So I love that. When you're talking about with your kids, though, you talked about there's a, there's a special one for kids, like the love languages. What about Mm -hmm. any of these other things? How do you come to know, I guess, a little bit more about your kid's personality type or communication style? I I have ideas of my own, but I would love to hear your take on, you know, having raised kids to 19 years old and multiple others, right? Yeah. Well, so um, God, in his funny sense of humor, had me need to lay on the couch for a number of months during my third pregnancy. And we, it was not quite bed rest, but it was close. And that was my very first exposure to being a student of my children. My older two were still very young, thankfully. And I was able to realize that when I would just chill out a little bit, you know, cause I was busy being a great mom. I was busy trying to do all the meals and bring them to preschool and take them here and do this and do that and go to therapy, you know? And it was like breathless like a little hamster running on a wheel all the time. And so when God said, Nope, you're going to sit down and you're going to learn your kids. And I didn't know that, you know, that was what he was doing, but in the end it was, it it's amazing. If you will just stop, get down on their level, literally, if that means you sit down on the floor with them, just do it and listen to them. Don't always be trying to teach them something, try to be a student of your child and get to know them. You will begin to pick up on nuances that you will cherish and it will help build a much stronger bond with them. And then um, you will be able to tell love languages really young, even though I've been warned that personality tests don't really work on on young children. um, You can definitely tell what your child's love language is. So experiment, you know, practice it pick one a week or, you know, see what they respond to. Are they bringing you little gifts? Are they wanting to give you hugs and kisses? Like, what is it that they're doing most that they give you? Because that's going to say what speaks to them too. Um, And then another really important piece that a a lot of families are not aware of and that I teach very thoroughly in this course that I'm um, releasing again this spring is family government. So if you haven't heard of the concept of a family government, it is 
brilliant. <laughs> it brings so much peace and unity on so many levels inside of the family because first it starts with mom and dad. I have had so many parents say to me, oh, I, you know, I parent so differently from my husband and he'll get so irrational and angry and he'll yell and he'll make these consequences and then he can't live up to it. And I don't agree with that kind of parenting. And, you know, they'll go on and on. It's very, very common. And it's a lack of communication between mom and dad, but it's also a lack of communication between parents and child. And in order to establish a family government, first mom and dad have to get on the same page, just like government leaders do. They sit down, they have lots of meetings, they go over what it is, they talk with the people, you know, they get feedback. So establishing a family government in your home gets mom and dad on the same page first. It allows you when you're in your calm and rational mind to begin figuring out what is your family structure? Like, what's your family mission? Like, what are your biggest goals and dreams for your family? What are the codes you're going to live by? Only you and your husband with God, with prayer, you know, can come up with that. What is he calling you and your family to? And then with your children, you can get feedback. You have been a student of them. So you kind of know what their strengths are, their weaknesses are. And then you begin to build a solid foundation where they know what's expected of them. And, and you know that they know, and you have pre-established the consequences of the way that if someone has broken a family law, for example, gone against the family code, disobeyed a rule or regulation that, that everyone already knows ahead of time, what will happen? Because when we as parents are in that moment, like I mentioned with the dad, like, you know, suddenly yelling and, and giving this rash consequence, we're not in our thinking mind. We're in our fight and flight section, section of our brain. We aren't going to parent in a way that's going to build our relationships and create a bond with our children that we want, that we want to have last and not only last for our relationship with our child, but pass down for generations. So when you can say in your moment of being flustered, you know, oh, I have a safety net. I've already thought this through. I don't mm -hmm. have to think this through. I know exactly what's supposed to happen here. And guess what? So does my kid. Because I told them ahead of time, we've gone over this as a family. <laughs> this is all communication, right? Communication between husband and wife, communication between parents and children. You, everyone already knows what's supposed to happen. There is such a sense of peace and safety for everybody. And it leads to so much connectedness, so much unity. And it allows a parent, even in that moment when the child has failed dramatically, to grieve with it. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know what? We all make mistakes. Oh, yep. The consequence is, but oh, I know you're going to do better next. And there doesn't have to be that same knee jerk reaction of I'm failing as a parent. Look what they've done, you know, and, and then the anxiety and the anger that follows in many cases with many parents. So that is another really important place that parents can spend some time. It doesn't have to even be a lot of time. Um, but they can really enhance communication in the family and bring peace and unity. Wow. <laughs> that was so good. I'm like mind blown, but also it just makes so much sense. Like yes. <laughs> I'm like, yep, yep, yep. And I can see the times where, um, where we have implemented this, you know, just I, I, naturally, because I, I don't think I've ever heard of family government really much. Um, in fact, if ever. And, but I do see that in that myself and my husband are on the same page. And one thing that we agreed long before kids is our kids will never mommy daddy us. And mm. 
you know, seeing when, when my son like asked me and I say no, and my husband clearly heard it. And then he goes and asks dad and he's like, what did your mom just say? You know, like, um, and, and I thought of this too, um, you know, because my husband and I were adoptive parents, we've thought about fostering quite a bit. I do believe it's something in our future, but we were even thinking about, you know, if we were to bring older children into our home that were like, you know, preteen teenagers, how would that transition go? And in my Mm -hmm. mind first, it's, we need to sit down, you know, day one or day two, and we're going to clearly articulate our family's expectations, you know, just no food in the bedrooms, no electronics in the bedrooms, you know, it's just different, different rules that we have, different expectations that we have for our own children. And our, we hold ourselves to so that they can understand. And I'm like, yeah, it's just communication. It's very simple. I'm a huge fan of home organization. And one of my favorite shows is, um, I don't even know what it's called, but it's the home edit. You know, they have their show on Instagram or on um, Netflix. Now they're originally on Instagram, but she said, one of the ladies said in an episode the other day, they label things. And mm. the reason that they label things is because it gives people clear instruction of where things go. And sometimes getting organized is the hard part. But when you label things, staying organized becomes really easy. And so yeah. I just think of that when you were saying this, it's like, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to sit down and get organized. But then once you get organized with your family's mission and values and rules and expectations, you can clearly articulate them. And then I, I love that you even broke it down to, then you can, uh, what did you say? You can get like in a position where you're able to grieve with your child and be like, oh man, yeah. you know what? Yeah, we all make mistakes. Yes. But then holding yourself to those same expectations too, I think is super important to to have that, you know, caught, not taught and, and just mm-hmm. an, an idea, I guess, of fairness and consistency that they're able to see and come to expect. So, yeah. wow. I'm like, yep. Peace, safety, connectedness, unity. And so much of it comes from communication. That's it's huge. just communication. And it doesn't have to be hard. It's literally just a series of steps, you know, conversations that need to be worked out. And then some practice because everybody's going to fail at it at first. And that's okay. That's normal. It takes a while to get used to anything. That's a new routine, you know, but it really, it is a beautiful process that brings a lot of freedom. It brings a lot of bondedness. um, And it relieves so much of that parent guilt and it builds a healthier child because the child then is in an environment where it is safe to fail. That's so important. If we cannot be safe to fail, we can't really grow. And we're human. We're going to fail. And children are learning. They have to be able to fail forward. (laughs) You know? And so when we can remove the, it's about my performance as a parent feeling, it's about my anxiety that I'm not a good parent because look what they just did. And accept the fact that, oh yeah, you know what? This is a kid. Kids do that. Their brains aren't even developed all the way. Okay. Well, what did we say again? because I'm feeling really upset about it right now. What did we say we were going to do? Oh yeah, let's reference that. Because in our house, we have it posted. It's posted in our most common area in our home. And that way there's no reason to flip out. We just go over to where it's posted. Sometimes we even just send the older kids if they've messed up over to re- <laughs> reread it. 
And we don't always even have to be present sometimes, you know, the little, littler ones, we are always present. Um, but yeah, it is, it is really wonderful when you can become kind of a, the three musketeers sort of um, environment, all for one, one for all, and work through those bumps and weather those storms. Yeah. So good. Such good stuff. We don't talk about a lot of the stuff on the podcast. And so I have a feeling this is going to be a popular episode because it's, it's real and it's tangible and it's like, okay, but how, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that practical and tactical stuff that just helps us be um, better moms, but also like have that just unity and connection with our spouse that then flows into this whole family team and family dynamic, which I know is super important to Robbie and I super important to you and Steve. And so it has to be important to many others, right? Oh Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's not something that we're taught. Unfortunately, in most places, people are just winging it and hoping that it's going to work out. I think people put more planning honestly into their business and what they're making for dinner then they know that they need to for family life. And it's, it's not fair. You know, it's like, there's literally this huge gap of information out there. Nobody talks about it at school. Nobody's talking about it at the, you know, coffee house. It's, it's just left out that this doesn't have to be so hard that there are tools for this. So incredible. Now I have two questions that have come up for me. One, you're talking about yours is posted, you know, in, in the most common area of your home, but like, what does that look like? Is it a one page sheet with bullet points? Is it like a 10 page packet of like paragraphs? <laughs> um, if you can just give us an example, so, or, or an idea of when we sit down and try to create this kind of what, what does it look like? So you probably won't love this answer, but you might, it's going to look different for every single family. Mm-hmm. So depending on the season of life, it's going to look different. Ours has rotated and looked differently as the children have aged, as the older ones already know what they need to be doing as the younger ones haven't had a clue and they need to have more information as Steve and I were still getting used to this as we were building it, you know, in our home, it really depends on what you need as a family, which is the beauty of it. I mean, no family is the same. So it needs, you know, when we teach this to families, when we've taught it in the past and when I um, release it again in the spring, it's going to walk families step-by-step through creating it for themselves, for their unique family. It's very flexible. And then we actually, we redesign ours whenever we need to, when the seasons in our family change. Now, many basics stay the same. (laughs) There are many, like the, the code that we live by that does not change. But, you know, there are other systems within that, you know, who's doing what thing among like our rules and some of our delegation, um, or maybe the children have stopped doing something like yelling inside all the time. And that doesn't need to be there as one of the things that we have as a, you know, this is going to have a consequence if you do this kind of things. So, um, we give, we give templates for that and help people sort it out, um, uniquely for themselves. And we do post it in the most common area because we find that then it's the best reminder, but it's easiest to gather people. So in various homes, as we've moved as a military family, it was posted in different places. So, you know, it changes right along with your family. Right. I expected that answer. I'm like, obviously it's going to look different for everyone. You know, mine is probably going to look like nobody else's, but I'm, I'm just already with what you're saying, values and delegation rules and expectation and mission. And, um, 
I'm already envisioning what ours is going to look like, but I'm like, okay, I see a date night, <laughs> sit down and yes. let's communicate and get on the same page with hubby and then incorporate the kids. Now that leads me to my next question. You know, obviously my six month old, <laughs> as we're recording six month old is not going to get a lot of this. Um, yep. but three and a half year old understands quite a bit. He's, he's a bright kid. He already clearly understands like a lot of the home expectations, his responsibilities, so on and so forth. But I know that there are a lot of moms or even just a lot of people like my mom can often say, oh, they're little. They don't understand. Right. Mm. I know it's not true. But for anybody who may still be holding on to that thought or belief, what age is is an appropriate age that could um, understand this or or be guided by this? Is there a again, it's unique. And I have to say that from the perspective of being a special needs parent. Because an actual age isn't going to determine the child's Mm -hmm. developmental level. So that's, again, where you become the student of your child and you get to know them intimately, be willing to flex and change with them because sometimes seasons are very short with kids. Other times (laughs) they can be a lot longer, like, you know, the 12 year old to 14 year old stage that we all wish was really short. It's not, (laughs) (laughs) it's a hard season and um, it can be, you know, every is different, but that was the the range of age for us. That was more challenging with the teen years. Um, and so, you know, once you have kind of pegged, what is your child's developmental level? Um, if you are, for example, this is not exactly part of the family government, but this is more part of the home economy where children are, you know, pitching in and becoming one of their, um, contributors to their society within their family, you can help facilitate So let's say your little one wants to help you empty the dishwasher. Well, you know, that's not really safe, but you know, there are some rubber spatulas in the silverware compartment. You can then help them to take those and put them away and praise them and build that understanding from ground up. I mean, goodness, if you're starting with a family government, when your children are so tiny, what a blessing, because this is going to be their norm as they grow with you and your husband establishing it to begin with between yourselves and the expectation that you've set for your family and then being willing to shift it and let it flex and, and, you know, the ebb and flow of life with the seasons, you and your husband understanding, you're going to have to go back and revisit this periodically and allow it to shift and change with your children. Oh, what a gift to them. And if you have older kids, that's okay. This works for them too brilliantly, beautifully. It just may take more repetition. It may take more patience. It may not be as natural at first, but like anything that we're learning new, there's always a steep learning curve and then it settles out and it becomes normal. So nice and nice normal too. It becomes a much more peaceful normal. Does that mean perfect? No way. We're setting ourselves up for when we fail. Mm. <laughs> right? We're setting ourselves up to have peace and unity when we fail. We wouldn't need this if everyone was perfect and we know we're not. So instead of panicking and flipping out when we fail, we have preset a plan, a plan that allows good leadership, good discipleship. Um, you know, and then we even personally have always had for our children a method of reconciliation where we've trained them how to go through the biblical steps of um, problem and conflict resolution with their siblings, when to involve parents, and even a step-by-step, and this is something we share with parents as well, but a step-by-step method for helping your children learn to apologize to one another and what is and isn't appropriate. And um, so it's nice when it's all systematized like that, Um, just 
really makes it a much more enjoyable experience as a parent and as a child, because then they're not, you know, we've, we know quite a few kids who've come up in homes where it was really volatile and they never knew what to expect. They never knew when they were going to get in trouble. They didn't even know why they were in trouble. They didn't, I mean, it, they just felt like they were always looking over their shoulder, you know, well, when are they going to get mad at me next? And the fear that that places in a child and the insecurity, um, you know, and those homes, they were not homes where the parents were seeking Jesus, but I know no home is perfect. None of our homes. Are um, but the more that we can remove ourselves from that type of method, the more, the more um, satisfaction and fulfillment we'll have as parents and the stronger bond and healthier child, we will grow into adults later. Lovely. You mentioned this helping your children with resolution conflict and problem solving. Yeah. Is that something you have in your course? Yes. Do you have, okay. <laughs> I'm like, where can we find more information about that? <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a really great tool. Um, okay. So I absolutely love this. I want you to tell people a little bit more about this course. When is it coming out? Where can they find it? Uh, if you have those dates and then where can they find you and connect with you? Okay. So the course is right now in the invitation only. I, we had launched it um, a while back and then we just got busy with life. And so I reformatted it. I've made it even better. <laughs> it's so good. And I have an invitation only group getting ready to start going through it right now. Um, and so the next time that I launch it should be towards mid to late spring, you can go get, actually, if you are interested in being one of the founders, I do have a page that's at herhomeandheart.net backslash founders. It is, um, the only time I will run it with as much, like there's going to be a lot of extras guys. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, but the course is going to go through four foundations, four very simple foundations that are inside of your home that when you look proactively at each one of these four foundations, kind of like the foundation of a home has four corners, that then it becomes one ecosystem inside of your house that when these four things are humming along and you've pre-thought it out, it's going to create so much unity. The family government is just one piece of that. So um, I touch on, you know, the four areas that for our family have helped us weather some of life's very big storms. And you know, to come out, just being able to still have hope and be able to praise the Lord, even in the storm, even in the pain, in the grief. Um, it doesn't mean it was a fun time, but you know, the Lord got us through and it's because he did show us these foundations and we knew we could rely on those because they had come from him. And, um, so I, you know, I'm really excited, um, to go ahead and relaunch this out there, um, with a lot more, intent because I've had a lot of people asking me for it. This sounds amazing. I'm, I'm super excited. So if you're like me and you're like, Hey, this founders sounds amazing. Uh, definitely go check that out. The show, the link is going to be in the show notes. And so, um, you'll be able to scroll down and click on that. Um, Katie, where else can we find you other than your website? I know you have a podcast and I do on social yeah. So I have a podcast called Her Home and Heart, and that's on Apple and a whole bunch of other platforms. And inside every episode, there is a description that has all kinds of links. So you can find me through that description in my 
Facebook group. You can find like my hot tips for moms. I've got a whole lot of hacks that I've set up a link for you to go look at if you want to. Um, you know, podcast is a really good place to find me because from there you can find me everywhere else. Right. Awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being here. I've got pages of notes. Um, your course sounds amazing. I know it's going to bless so many people. I'm so grateful that you have gone through, well, I'm not thankful that you've gone through trials, but I'm grateful for the lessons that you've learned that you're able to then turn around and share with the rest of us who are like, wait, how do we create a family government and a home ecosystem and all of this goodness? So we can create more peace and safety and connectedness in unity in our families through simple communication. Uh, God bless you all for listening. And thanks again, Katie. Thanks, Sasha. Well, there you have it, friends, this powerful episode from Katie. I hope that you've learned from it, that you've grown, that you've taken notes, and you're ready to apply it. But if you want to go deeper, don't forget about Katie's course that she talked about in this program is actually available now. So you can head over to the link in the bio right under where it says want to connect with Katie, and you can sign up for that course. Or if you're looking to set goals in alignment with God, including improving your family communication this year, head on over to the fresh start and join us as we begin this cohort soon. 